0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer.
1: Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete.
0: Oh, Nikki. I don't. Oh no. I'm <laughs> our guest today, Nikki. I'm a nerd and a fan. This this is uh, like the this, the circle is now complete uh, with our guest today. I'm very very excited to introduce you to a bit of technology that I think may be of interest to our community members. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. So uh, before we dig in, though, everybody, you need to head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You know the drill. You get to know us a little bit better over there. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list, and we will send you an email each time a new episode is released. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD. And if the show has ever touched you or helped you manage a change in your life for the better, if you've ever found that you understand your relationship with ADHD in a new way, we invite you to consider supporting the show directly through Patreon. Patreon is listener-supported podcasting. With a few dollars a month, you can help guarantee that we continue to grow the show, add new features, and invest more heavily in our community. Visit patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to learn more. Now, we have the GPS workshop is coming back around. When are are you enrolling now? Yes.
1: Yes, so enrollment is open now. It will close on Wednesday, June 2nd. So if you are interested in uh, getting started with our next round of six weeks, please go to the website, check that out. And of course, if you have any questions, you can email me directly.
0: Excellent, as we record this, Uh, It is still relatively early May. Uh, Deadline to enroll is June 2nd. There you go. Looking for focus? You like music? have trouble focusing with music, we might be able to help you out today. Focus at Will is a service offering personalized focus music to help you tune in to what you're doing so you can get it done. Will Henshaw is the musician and inventor behind the service and joins us today to talk about the tool, the technology, and how it just might be your next secret weapon in your war on distraction. Welcome to the show, Will Henshaw. Hi, Pete, and hi, Nikki. It is great to be here.
1: Hello, welcome.
0: <laughs> I got to I got I to gotta tell you a secret. Uh, go on then. I can't I can't believe that I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> I I was in an acapella group when I was in college. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 No, it gets better. It was in the 90s. And I have to say, I am damn proud to tell you of all people that this is your life off of in the blood. Yeah. Yeah. That was a banger in our boozy after party repertoire. I mean, slow the place down, get a good jam going, all that college acapella goodness. I cannot believe believe London Beat is here on the show. What are you doing, man?
2: (laughs) That was, this is your life. Uh Uh-huh. This is your fantasy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was... uh, I was the founder of the the British band London Beat in the 90s. And uh, there was me and three incredible vocalists, Jimmy Helms, Jimmy Chambers, and George Chandler. And they were a lot older than me. They were nearly 20 years older than me. And they were American and um, African-American and lived in London. I'd always loved soul music. And I wanted to form a band. Like at the time, there was there was two piece bands like tears for fears and sure sure uh, mm-hmm. you know a, a few other things and so what i wanted to do was find a vocalist to help to you know to form a band and then i was a session musician and a music producer in the, in the late 80s around that time in the early 90s and someone introduced me. I was working at a label um, called RCA Records doing a production for one of their other bands. And they introduced me. They said, you know, the three Jimmies, um, they've just been working with Paul Young. These are all the big bands in the eight. but he's old enough to remember. Um, they might be interested. And I was like, that's interesting because I love R&B. I love soul music. And uh, so I met these guys and discovered there weren't three Jimmies. There are actually two Jimmies and a George. And, um, we, we sat around and I said to them, listen, I got a bunch of 90% written songs and they said, yeah, you need the phrase that pays. Um, I was like, brilliant, right. The phrase that pays, they were like, yeah, because you got some great things, but you need this. And then the three of them would stand up there and sing and vocalize. And all of a sudden these kind of ideas I had that had kind of something there but that was the finishing touch Sure. so that started mm. a nine year career uh, we signed to MCA Records we sold had five very big hits um, the best known of which is
0: oh
2: that's the one right there I've been thinking about you too <laughs> I That's right. Been thinking about you. That <laughs> was number one in.
0: It was everywhere.
2: Think, everywhere <laughs> in the world. And yes. The BMI PRS Writer of the Year. We, we check were, you uh, out. Yeah, it was. Oh, wow. wow. What a trip.
1: What an honor to have you yeah. here.
2: <laughs> very kind of you to say, but trust me, <laughs> it was a. It was a few years ago now, but. The song is still one of the most, you know, it's in the top 100 or 200 most played songs ever on the world in, sure. the, in the world on the radio. Mm-hmm. So
0: um,
2: if you ever go to Home hey. Depot, you'll probably hear it. You yeah. like, <laughs> like it in there. Actually, someone who programs the music in Home Depot must like Blunderbeat because when I'm in there, I quite often hear other songs offer of the In The Blood album and the next album. Sure. Yeah. So someone likes it.
0: I can't find mm-hmm. the first
2: album. What was the first album? Speak, I think. Speak was not released in the US, but it was released everywhere else. I can't find it to save my life.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of it's been re-released at some point, remastered, yeah. re-released. But.
2: Well, what, what often happens with a band that is not from the US, we, yeah. I, I was actually living in New York a lot at the, at the time, but went back to the UK to to, to form the band, was that you, re- you release an album locally and then when you've established that you you know you're a viable proposition then you you release internationally so the first uh, album mm. here in the US which was called in the blood uh yeah. have tracks in it from the first and the second albums
0: well it was a real trip down memory lane uh listening to those albums yesterday as I was prepping for this show i think it's fantastic i'm i'm so glad you're here and now that we've got the you know the patronizing fan stuff out of the way uh <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about focus. What is going on uh, with your life that put you on the road to help people with their brains through music? ADD. Oh, we love to hear that.
2: Hallelujah! I'm deadly serious. <laughs> After I was in London Beat, um, I, I've always been inventor. I've always been an inventor and interested in technology and inventing. In fact, my uh, my folks, uh, my dad uh, is an inventor and his. Uh, dad and my grandparents were inventors. I come from a long line of British inventors. And um, I got really interested in digital audio recording, specifically for recording studios, and how you could, with the advent of um, TCPIP, which is the, the, sort of the, the framework that the internet works on, we were able to have a singer in New York, and then a guitarist in Dublin, and then a drummer in London. And so... Uh, Me and uh, three other guys, uh, Matt Moller being the other real co-founder and myself, uh, formed something called Rocket Network. And we developed technology that networks recording studios. And we raised, moved to San Francisco, raised about $43 million um, and created what is now integrated into Avid's technology as Avid Cloud Collaboration. So anybody listening to this that knows about audio and video editing, Avid is the they're the sort of market leader and they sure. have an app called Pro Tools. And so we integrated Rocket Network into Pro Tools and it became Digi Delivery, which then became Avid Cloud Collaboration. So that took me a very different route um, from about in the mid-90s through 2003 when we sold to Avid. I'd been the ceo i had a vertical learning curve in how to be a ceo and how to you know business as a i was an inventor but also had to learn rapidly about business when we sold the company to avid part of the deal was i had to work at avid for a minimum of 18 months integrating our technology into Mm -hmm. the avid design uh technology Mm -hmm. and so I naively assumed when when I signed the deal that I would be able to work as I need to, which is not being in an office all the time, which is being able to walk around, be able to let the brain tick away, to be able to come in and out as I needed, to be able to be as functional as I had been running my own company. But the CEO sat me down and he said, that's not the way we do things here. And I was like, <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute! <laughs> yeah.
0: Your 18 month opportunity to integrate becomes
2: a sentence that you have to fulfill. Oh, that was the longest 18 mm. months in life I can. Uh, tell you at <laughs> math uh, math class when you were a kid, and you look at your watch, and the second hand's yeah. backwards again. Uh-huh. <laughs> the longest five minutes ever, five to three, and it's still five to three. Yes. every day was like that at Avid. Um um, what happened was I had to work in a cubicle in in a very mm-hmm. specific space, and um as I was the most recent member of the team, I was nearest to the main entrance and the elevator, so there's always people walking by and i was I had to deliver these specifications and the integrations of the rocket technology into the avid technology and I had to just, I had a lot of stuff to do, and I would sit there just going oh, now what? So the obvious thing to do is to reach for a pair of headphones and put on some music. Sure, and, uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. I started asking people, what do you listen to? And at the time, there were, there were two kind of camps. There was people who like to listen to classical music. You've probably heard of the Mozart effect, um, mm-hmm. which by the way, mm-hmm. is just complete bull. It's not there is no such thing. It was a, it was an. It was a, a journalist made that up <laughs> back in the day.
0: But, so playing playing hmm. Mozart in headphones on your onboard
2: uh, child's the mom's belly That's doesn't it. work. Not gonna help. That's yeah. This it. It it is all, yeah. it up. but okay. um It does work for some people some of the time. So it's not completely. Um, mm-hmm. But for most people, it doesn't. And then the other type of music that people were listening to um, was techno. There was a lot of dance yeah. music at Hell the time. Yeah. So it was these two kind of types of music. And so I'd try either of the above while I was sitting there in my cubicle trying to be productive, watching the second of my clock go backwards. Mm-hmm. And nothing happened. I was like, this this is terrible. Um I I the Mozart is annoying me and the the trans music is okay, but if you listen to to dance floor techno and any kind of trance, about every two minutes, yeah. there's a uh, there's a thing they do where they pull the bass out. Yeah. Everybody stands on the dance floor with their arms up like this. And Getting ready for the drop. Wait for the drop. Yeah, right. Yeah. And of course, what is happening, I later discovered, when you're in that place, you're waiting for the drop, what's happening is your brain is waiting for the dopamine hit when they give you the bass. It's like giving a kid a candy and then Pulling it out of his mouth and making him wait, and then he's like, "But wait for it, wait, yeah. for the drop!" And then you give the candy back, and the dopamine hit is the thing that gives us the pleasure. So, what was happening? Totally,
1: because yeah. everybody's smiling and right. like, yeah, the punch yeah, of the yeah. Hands in the air, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. like, yeah. yeah. So
2: <laughs> I found that the trance music was working, but the drops were distracting, and it's yeah. like. You know, it's like drinking a whiskey when you're working, or, or I don't
0: know. Nicky and I know all about that. Yes, yeah, Yeah, a a lot of whiskey
2: mm -hmm, work, whiskey work. It's yeah, and (laughs) um, so to get a long story short, I was like, I have just this sense that this is possible. There has to be music that will work, and so. That just stayed with me, just trying to experiment, trying to put playlists together. And then I'd experiment by getting a bunch of trance music and editing out the drops. So it's just the trance, no drops. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. It's kind of a okay. dance floor because you're just dancing, dance, dance, dance. There's no it's more, oh, more
0: like an exercise than a you know, build to an exuberant finish. Yeah. And and what happened was it
2: it was, it was sort of very illuminating for me when I went, oh yeah, I think there is a way to engineer and produce music specifically to help me to do this. And so, you know, winding forward now, I, uh, 18 months after that, I, I, uh, I was able to leave my, uh, my tenured, not so tenured, position <laughs> and get on with real world. And I did a few things after that. I ran a photography agency and did a few things uh, here in Los Angeles. Um, but in 2010, uh, I went to the Singularity University. They had uh, an executive program, which is talking about future technology and exponential growth in, 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 in business and how that technology affects us in future. And while I was there, while I was there, um, I had this sort of brainwave to come up with a service. They said, what do you know about? I said, I know about music and I know about emotional music and I know about trying to work and trying to find the music for work. And they were like, yes. And we've got a name for your company too. I was like, what is it? They said, focus at will. I was like, oh, (laughs) that's kind of interesting. Yeah. That's good,
1: great, yeah
2: um, yeah, in fact, the guy that said that um is Salim Ismail, He's, he was the he was the, he was running the singularity um, events that i was <coughs> I was at he 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 named the business he said that you should call it folks at will, and then he became an investor <laughs>
1: smart yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: and so we figured this out um we I, I raised a total of five million bucks to to do this, I built a music, uh, neural brain neuro lab to, uh, to, to help uh, figure out, you know, what kind of music does work. And the real aha moment in this journey came when I discovered that the, um, different people have different types of brains. Well, as if that's uh, something you have to discover, duh. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you can predict what kind of music people listen to and like and works while they're working based on how easily distracted they are. So, Well, I need to hear more about that. What does that mean? Well, if you think about a scale, we developed a thing called the distractibility index. So if we think of, say, someone who really is not easily distracted, like the Dalai Lama, right? Calm, this is... And if, if, we, if I can talk about dogs for a minute, this is someone who's a St. Bernard, just really chill all the time. Just got it going. We got it. I'm over here, just super chill. And then you sort of, there's most people are here in the middle. And then you get over to the right hand side where you've got people with ADD. I have a real, <clears throat> I, I, so I met um, Dr. Ned Halliwell.
0: Mm-hmm. We know,
2: we know Dr. Hallowell. You know, yeah. yeah. And uh, Ned wrote the two best selling books, Driven to Distraction and Driven to Distraction at Work. Mm hmm. I met Ned because one day the phone rings and it's this voice. He goes, Hi, I'm uh, Dr. Ned Hallowell. He's got this big kind of Boston brogue. He goes, I am, and I just want to speak to Will from Folks at Will because I wrote my book listening to your music. I was like, Oh, cool. wow. He goes, I'm going to thank you in the book. I'm like, Whoa. Do you want to be on our science team?
0: <laughs> yeah. Ned's no so on your science team. Uh huh. Uh
2: huh. Yes, yes. Wow, and that's fantastic. With Ned's help, I learned everything I know about ADD. And he mm-hmm. said to me, "Oh, you're one of us." I'm like, "What do you mean one of one of you?" He goes, "No, you're ADD." I was like, uh, "Well, no, I'm not." He goes, hey, "Here, let me ask you these three questions." So like, <laughs> okay. He said, "If you drink coffee, what happens?" I said, well, "I get sleepy." He goes, "Uh-huh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you work? Are you got under pressure? I'm like, "Yeah, really got under pressure." He goes. Hmm. Are you a startup entrepreneur? I go, I am. He goes, yeah, 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 you're, you're ADD.
0: If you got to be diagnosed on the fly, it's good to be diagnosed by Ned Halliwell.
2: Yeah, he's, he's, and he's ADD himself. Of course, he yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, right. Uh, he's part of this. But with his sort of help and guidance in the last eight, nine years now, um, the fact that it's called a disorder really annoys me. It's a different sure. mm-hmm. It's not a disorder, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, the, it's mm-hmm. actually Agreed. an advantage. For most of us, mm-hmm. and to go back to the distractability index, you know, if you've got like a one, which is say the Dalai Lama and a uh, and and uh, you know Saint Bernard, uh, most people are in the middle, at a five or a six, which is probably a, I don't know a golden retriever, and over on the right mm-hmm. side we got a chihuahua. <laughs> a
1: chihuahua. <laughs> now, all over the place. <laughs> my
2: favourite people are all bloody chihuahuas. That's the, yeah. my, the ADD people are the fun people. We are the people with the three letter acronyms. I like to joke anybody who's got a three letter acronym, uh, you know, like uh, OCD, BBC, M- MBA, NPR. <laughs> 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 you got a three letter acronym? Yep, you're my people. You're okay. Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. It <laughs> just means that, as you know, I'm, I know you talk about this on the podcast. It just means that to be able to focus and concentrate, you've got to have a lot of things going on at the same time.
0: Well I was thinking about that same thing right because this is my my mo in the before times was to head down to down the hill to the busy coffee shop and get that that sort of noise floor up right i I need the noise floor up to do my most focused work and uh it sometimes it doesn't work because it's too quiet there's only a couple people in there and I start picking out voices but when it's just right uh, I can I can really Nail it. I also, I, I was wondering when you were talking about you can tell the kind of music that they listen to when they want to focus by how distracted they are, and I wonder what it says about me that my go-to is like Trent Reznor or Trent Reznor Atticus Ross uh, scores from their films, and uh, um, there's there's <laughs> uh, something. Yeah.
2: Yes, yes uh, I'll listen yeah. to those all day long, right? Yes. So uh, with Ned's help, we we did a lot of experimenting. We have a neural lab, and we were trying to find out is there a way to predict which genre of music works best for you. And and there is, in fact, it's on the website, focusatwill.com. There is a, there's a quiz and I recommend you, you guys uh, have a, just check it out, focusatwill.com, look, look Mm -hmm. at the quiz and it will predict, it has an 80% accuracy of predicting what kind of music will work best for you. So right here in the background, I've got some examples of music that could work with, actually, I'm going to start with something that If you are ADD like me, and they intuitively say what we want to do is play something kind of like this. To help you calm down. Or maybe something like this. The answer to that is... Yeah, I can't do that. I can't do that. No, I like the first one better. No, I can't do that either. Um, Because the more easily distracted you are, the more energy you need in your sound, in the genre of music you listen to. About 35% of our listeners, we got a couple of million users, so this is based on sort of large amounts of data. Listen to this. This is called Alpha Chill. I can totally
0: see myself listening to something like that.
2: Uh Uh-huh. And then about thirty-five percent of our listeners listen to this. Yeah,
1: too fast for me.
2: That's the up-tempo channel. There's three flavors of each of these, but five percent of our users listen to this. This is the ADHD Type One channel. It's just okay. Up. I'll turn
0: that off. I listened. So I, as I was preparing my notes for this very show, I turned that channel on last night on my headphones. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, after about five seconds, I said to myself, I absolutely hate this. I detest it. It's breaking my brain, but I shall persevere mm-hmm. and I will see what what it actually does for me. And lo and behold, after about 60 seconds, mm-hmm. I was working through it. It had it had done exactly what the coffee shop does for me. It raises the noise floor yeah. and I'm suddenly seeing, I'm typing right through it. And I had no issues at all. And I realized that's of course, that's Trent Reznor. I mean that's that's it the is. those are the kinds of beats that that I, I can be activated by.
2: We get some very funny mails from people and and my favorite just to a few weeks ago, from someone said, um, he's, from, <laughs> he's, from a, he's an adult, he says, my kid has ADD and I read somewhere that your, your stuff will work. And we were like, okay. So he goes, I went, into, uh, I went into his bedroom and I put this on and I played this piece of crap music and I was just like, God, what the hell? And then he, had, he said, I had the first real conversation with my seven-year-old that I've had for a long time.
0: When he had the music playing in the kids' wow. uh-huh.
2: so he's Fascinating. Said, he said, well, I'll go and try it myself. He goes I don't have a d v he goes but this piece of crap he goes this works this works yeah so i didn't i didn't i didn't explain that is because you too sir. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I want <laughs> it's best not to do that in a customer <laughs> service email. I totally get. Let it. me
1: ask you three questions. Yeah, right. <laughs> you go to sleep. Are you sleepy
0: when you drink coffee? <laughs> I, I want to ask you about uh, a little bit more about the technology. So what are you, the, first things first, what are you doing to that music uh, that is different from my Trent Reznor tracks? And second, I need you to introduce us and explain binaural, binaural entrainment. And, sure. and what what that does, because some of your, some of your channels actually have added stuff yes, uh, going on in there. So let's talk about that.
2: They do, they do. Um, Focus at Will works because we have a vast library of music which is specifically engineered for this. There are no vocals, there are no DJ drops, there are no instruments that sound like vocals. Why vocals? Well, I'll tell you why. The the best way to think of our brain, and I'm quoting Ned directly, Ned Hallowell here, is there's two parts of the brain. There's my conscious attention, me talking to you two now, and then my non-conscious attention, which is my, mostly my hearing, which is evolutionarily highly trained to figure out how safe it is right now to talk to you, right? So I'm in a locked office. I'm facing the door. I, there's no other sounds around and I can concentrate on talking to you two. However, is the however, if I hear a voice behind me, if I hear anything that sounds like a voice, if I hear the sound of footsteps, my non-conscious attention is going to go, Nikki, hang, I mm-hmm. hang on. I just got to, hang on. I just got to see what that is. We can't help it. If you are sitting yeah. like Pete at the moment, you are sitting with your back to the door. And so if that door opens, you hear that door, even very faintly in the background, you're going to be looking around to see who it is. If you play music that contains vocals or contains sounds that sound like vocals, what's going to happen is you will find you pay more attention to it. And the (laughs) secret of Focus Will why it works, is that this is music for calming your non-conscious attention. This is your limbic system. This is the part of your brain that drives the fight or flight. And so music um, is uh, all about emotion and music is all about feeling. And if you play music that has lyrics, vocals of any kind, you will pay attention to it or your non-conscious attention will say, hey, pay attention to this stimulus, to this sound and you will find it distracting. You asked about binaural entrainment. Sure. So there's a new channel on the system. It's called Nature Beat. And I can talk a lot about this because it's actually my channel. I, uh, I'm an artist, uh, as you know, from London Beat. Sure. London Beat turned into Nature Beat. I'll play you a burst of it. You can hear birds. Sure. I'll turn that off a sec. Um, Nature Beat is a unique channel to folks that will. You can't hear these tracks anywhere. Um, at the moment, there's about 15 hours worth of brand new material in this channel. And it's called Nature Beat because there's the sound of nature. And what happens is when you're playing music for your non conscious mind so that your conscious mind can concentrate on something your non-conscious mind is looking for patterns and looking for reasons to ignore the stimulus, right?
1: Mm
2: -hmm. So, for instance, if we were, back in the day, we were in a cave and we're having a cave beer and we're, you know, and Pete is drawing on the cave. Let's say say Pete is a great cave artist and he's drawing a buffalo or something (laughs) on the wall. And me and Nikki are watching, whatever, right? That's on brand. And then... (laughs) behind us, just imagine there's the entrance to the cave and we can hear the sound of a forest outside. Now, we will be conscious of that with our ears. We'll be hearing the sound of the birds, we'll be hearing the sounds, but if it stops, large predator. So we're listening constantly for the sound of uh, the sound of change. And if the sound of the forest is very consistent, we will start ignoring it. And our limbic system goes, oh, it's safe. I don't have to pay attention to that. But if you have a sound that has very specific birds coming and going, and then slight changes in volume, you pay more attention to it. So nature beat, I'll come to the question about the binaural beats in a second, because they're (laughs) integrated too. I'll just play a burst of this again. The nature recordings in nature beat have been recorded by a Hollywood effects engineer that I know. And what the bird sound is doing is it is helping your non-conscious attention continue to pay attention to the sound. Now that's important because it's like having the kids in the back seat when you're driving, right? You give them a Game Boy to uh, my kid back in the day when he was, are we there yet? I'm like, oh, right? right?" Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is you're giving the kids in the back seat, which is a non-conscious attention, something to do so that the you, which is your conscious attention, is able to concentrate on what you're doing. Yeah, uh, earlier on, Pete talked about how the the ADD type one channel worked for you, and after about sixty seconds, you're able to tune it out, and then kind of get on with what you're doing. Yeah, and that is the secret. You, you you the secret to get on with what you're doing and using music is to find the exact genre of music that works for you, mm-hmm. fine tune it. There's three levels on the Focus at Will system, and then. Get on with your work.
0: What I like so far about it is that you don't actually have to do much from a mastering perspective to uh, it, to the actual you know sound to make it work. Right? You find the the style that works for you and just put it on and see what happens. Uh, but you know, from what I've read, there are some controversial uh, perspectives on do uh, does entrainment work? Can you can you tune your brain into uh, into a particular state? And, and some, most of your channels don't boast any sort of entrainment at all. Some of them do.
2: We've spent <laughs> plenty of time in the lab with this very question. And the, 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 the short answer to your question is, do binaural entrainments work? They do very well for some people some of the time. Yeah. That's the bottom line. But weirdly, they may, you may find a track that has binaural entrainment that works really well for you today. So That same exact track will not work well with you tomorrow. It's
0: really hard to come to conclusive uh, answers on this research, right?
2: Well, the reason why is we we have a channel called Water on the system. I'll play a boast of it. Now you can hear it better, can't you? Yeah, right. Now, if I play the nature beat, you can hear similar... What's happening with binaural entrainment is there are pulses that are happening at a very specific speed. And different speeds of that entrainment um, are, shown, are known to help entrain your brain. Now, I don't know if you've ever done this as a kid. If someone sits on a piano and they put their foot on the sustain pedal... So all the dampers are off. And if you sing a a note in the piano, the piano will develop a sympathetic resonance and the note you are singing, the piano will resonate at the same way. It's a known thing and it's a sympathetic resonance. And the brain does a very similar thing. If you play some music and then there is a pulse within the music or a sound, your brain is able to sort of line up with that. And between eight... And 14 hertz, which is clicks per second, if you like, there is something called an alpha wave created for most of our brains. Now, the human brain is this complicated thing, and there are millions of different frequencies all going on at the same time. But if you're able to get most of your brain to trigger between eight and 14 times a second, you are able to get into a focused flow state. And so it's possible to use entrainment to help you do that. But as I said earlier, it works for some of the people some of the time.
0: And this is what you spend your days trying to figure out. How do you make it work for more of the people more of the time?
2: Yeah, yeah. We, the, the bottom line is that entrainment doesn't work reliably enough for enough people to make it the standard go-to in the system. And we found that you can do a very similar thing musically. So the channel nature beat that i played a little bit of before there are three different speeds and there are musical pulses as opposed to binaural pulses that help trigger the same state if i play for instance let me do this i'll just go into the live system here and i will play this one Hear this little sequence going like this. Yeah. The speed of this, (laughs) that is actually creating an entrainment in your brain.
0: And you're not doing that with any particular underlying wave. You're just doing that with the music.
2: It's to do with the shape of the sound and the speed, very, very specific, and the frequency of the notes. And then as the sequence of sound gets brighter, it's coming up. Yeah. You can hear it there. What what's happening is your non-conscious attention is paying very specific. It's just getting a little brighter and it's getting it's paying attention to it. Oh, it changed again, you hear that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I created the Beat channel, there was a lot of science involved. I was wanting to know, okay, well, how can I use music and production and composition tricks to be able to Achieve the same end as binaural beats. The problem with binaural beats is they don't sound very good. They
0: can be distracting, and and huh? I only bring that up because my experience on uh, on services that do use binaural beats on everything mm-hmm. is that there is there there's much sort of less sort of general utility because. Uh, I, I find it it's um, it, it pulls me out of, of yeah. the flow. It's like it works exactly the opposite. Yes. It's it's like drinking coffee and getting sleepy.
2: Yes, I have found that the more ADD, in other words, the more easily distracted you are, the less effective binaural beats are for you. So, if you think of the population, like, you know, I'm holding up my hands to the, to the camera here. Sort of on the left side, we've already established you've got a St. Bernard. And on the right side, you've got a St. You've got some Chihuahuas, right? Sure. Most of the population is in the middle. Most of the population is not super ADD and is not super chill. Most of the normal, yeah. you know, so called normal people are in the middle, in my opinion, the boring people. But anyway, the, boring, the people are in the middle there. Yeah. What we have found uh, when we go into a company, with uh with the folks that will service typically about uh 20 percent of the employees in a company will find this incredibly useful so if we go into a thousand person company and we 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 say listen everyone can have this we do we have an uh, um an enterprise model where we we just pay per employee per per month you know sure and it's part of the hr package um we find about 20, about 200 people out of 1,000 will use this all the time. So we have found something really intriguing. Who are those 200 people? And the answer is,
1: mm-hmm.
2: this is the most um, talented. This is often the most highly paid. This is the most creative, most productive members of staff. And typically represent 80% of the payroll cost. It's the 80-20. And these are the folk that are the most easily distracted. These are the folk that are the designers, the developers, the C-suite people. The, the, and these are the folk that, you know, are, are uh, the most valuable to the company on a, on a, on a financial level. And um, That's interesting. Here's, here's the really intriguing thing. Out of those, so you could say that this works really well for about 20 to 25% of the population. Out of those, about half of them are ADD.
0: 10% of the company is. Uh
1: That makes sense. Statistically, that totally makes sense.
2: Ned Haddle told me, you know, 5% have, you know, significant uh, attention deficit challenges in their life and another 5% are kind of...
0: I, it it is just fascinating, and I, I want to make sure that people know you can. There is a there's a, a trial. You can get the, the free trial, seven day trial, uh, if you sign up and check it out and just see. Put on some headphones and see if you're one of the twenty percent.
2: There there are um, a couple of other channels on the system that are in the labs section. I did a project with the Google Glass team. Uh, in Palo Alto a, a few years ago, and I met their their main team. There was nineteen of these genius level developers, hardware and software team, and sure. it was it was like a meeting of the odd fellows. They were the strangest <laughs> social people. I I felt immediately at home because I I really <laughs> understand <laughs> folk who are who are differently abled in a lot of different ways. And someone there, two of them, these two Russian. Uh, People, uh, 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 a man and a woman, they said to me, the problem with music is that um, they find it confusing. And I sat with them and I said, why? They said, well, we are Asperger's. And I was like, well, obviously, yeah. And they said, we, as anybody who's on the artist, on the artistic spectrum, has difficulty understanding emotion. And music has emotion in it. And so when we hear music, it's confusing to us. And I was like, "Oh, a light went on. I mean, that's why we like music. What about da 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 Smith. It's all about pomp and glory and. But if you are on the spectrum, that is just kind of confusing to you. So these two folk both said to me, "Could you do something that's just got rhythm on it?" Oh, these are your drum channels. This is drums and hums. I'll play you a burst of it.
0: And they said. Well, now there it is. Oh, yeah. And they said, Could you add entrainment? I'm like, Yeah. Okay. It's interesting how, how at home entrainment sounds in a drum track.
2: Right? And part of the reason was that we were able to time the drum track to the speed of the entrainment. Diddly, yeah. diddly, 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 diddly. This is called uh, Drums and Hums. This is the medium version. I'll play the fast version. Ready? <laughs> Nikki,
0: that was, again, the medium version. This is the one for you.
1: <laughs> this is the fast one. <laughs>
2: yeah. It gets faster. Yeah, you can hear it. And yeah. we have, we have yeah. a number of our users that only, only listen to that. How
0: How is this created? Is this all algorithmically uh, created music? Or you have session
2: drummers to come in
0: and just wail away for an
2: hour? We hired um, a, a well-known session drummer to come and program all these drums for us. Okay. The Russian team at Google Glass said to me, I, they're not the Russian team, but they, they just happen to be Russian. They said, could you make faster? I'm like, okay. <laughs> 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 how about this?
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, very good.
2: Yeah, this is... um, Yeah. It's like Animal from the Muppets. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Ah. And, um... I like focus! Right. (laughs) (laughs) But... It really taught me a lot about how autism is about being, there are many aspects of autism, Mm -hmm. right? But one of the best known is that people with autism can't read social cues. They find emotion to be confusing. And so there's an overlap between folk with ADD and people on the spectrum. Of course there are. So yeah, if you are this on the spectrum fantastic. and you're listening to this and you're looking for music that isn't music but is still entrained and da da da, check out yeah. the Drums and Hums channels. Yeah, There there is a, a there's a
0: large variety uh, of channels over there that um, uh, that is absolutely wor- worth worth uh, checking out and really browsing. I was I was surprised in my shopping last night through the channels uh, at how many were I was able to just sort of let go that totally surprised me. And I think that's one of the things that is really important, um, that part of the reason it works is because it's not something I listen to day-to-day. It is different than what I'm normally accustomed to.
2: You just put your finger on something, which is, this is not music for entertainment. Yeah, right. No, 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 this is music right. for working. This is, uh, yeah. this is your go-to where you're working. There's a timer on the system that once uh, yeah. we recommend a 25-minute uh, session works well, and so that if you were to hit the timer, you will always hear this sound. There it is it's very pleasant mm-hmm. oh, we're still set to this, which is the uh yeah. the Muppet drums channel
0: love it, love it, will Henshaw, yeah. this is fantastic, so people uh, just go to focus at will, right yep. um, any specific uh, guidance or instructions for newbies?
2: have a look at the the quiz um, yep. it's based on, the quiz. it's based on hard science um, it 's related to the does you 've probably heard of the ocean score, which is the sure. um, which is a standard psychology test. And we have amended and appended to the, the standard ocean score um, um, questions. And there are a number of other questions. And it, it as I said, it has a high accuracy at determining what will work. And by the way, it's not often the music that you like.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what mm-hmm. I was saying. Like, I, There's a lot of stuff in there that I don't like, but also yeah. does let me get to work.
1: Right. Well, I like what you you were saying too. That there's the intention that it's it's for work. It's not for entertainment. It's not for pleasure. It's just it's for work. And that intention, that's huge, right there. That's going to help. Mm-hmm.
2: Someone said to me, What's what, what's your sort of goal in 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 life these days?" I said, "Well, it's to get in, get work done, and and then get out. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I want to like be productive, it. deliver it, and then go hang out, see my see my family. You know." Time is yeah. the only thing that we never get back here. It's so easy when you're ADD to sit and just beat you. It depends what kind of ADD you've got, right? But if you have impulse control challenges, you're going to be tidying the pencils on your desk as opposed to actually, you'd be very productive doing the wrong thing. I don't know anything about that.
0: Uh, <laughs> shush. shush. Uh, this has been fantastic. Uh, Will, where do you want people to go find you? Obviously, Focus at Will is going to be in the show notes. Uh,
2: Will at Focus at Will.
0: All right, Let's Will focus and Focus Will. Will. like it. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much, Will. It's a pleasure, Will. This is, really. It's been a real treat. Real treat. And, you know, shout out to London Pete. Uh, we appreciate right. you all for <laughs> downloading and listening to this show. We absolutely appreciate your time and your attention. Uh, don't forget, if you have something to contribute about this conversation, head over to the Show Talk channel in the Discord server, and you can join us right there by becoming a supporting member at the Deluxe Level. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer and Will Henshaw, I'm Pete Wright. And we'll see you right back here next week on Taking Control, the ADHD Podcast.